could it have been someone else? It was her. Why would the mother of God choose you of all people? What's so special about you? Maria. How can she be so full of herself? Lucia's mother was not convinced that something so great as an appearance of the mother of God could happen in her family. As the story progresses, they lose their peaceful home, their land, and their income, yet their journey of faith continued. This is a human struggle for all of us. God's ways are beyond our understanding, including that he became flesh and blood only to be executed in the most cruel form. From the desolation of their family land came a great shrine for the world where millions of people have been healed and converted. This is the greater good that no one could have foreseen. It's truth, hope, and a look at life you won't get anywhere else. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. It's 34 minutes past the hour. I'm Ed Morrissey filling in for Drew today and taking your calls at 888-914-9149. That was from the movie Fatima. The movie opens on August 28th. It will open in the theaters to the extent that theaters are open. I'm certainly hoping that that's the case. We talked to Dick Lyles um, uh, earlier this week about that. They're still keeping their fingers crossed that the theaters will be ready to go and uh, maybe open in 250 to 300 locations, but it is also going to be streaming on demand. And I think that this, this clip reminds us that we all struggle with the same question. Why would the, why would the mother of God choose you? Why, why does the mother of God choose to be my spiritual mother personally? Um, and Lucia's mother never really has uh, struggles with this. Uh, Lucia herself struggles with this. Um, but she is adamant. She's pressured to recant. She's pressured to, um, to push, you know, to, to push away from this and to push away from the Holy mother. But she couldn't do that because it would be a lie and a sin. That's, that's the, her purity of heart. And that she, heroically upheld the moral attitude to never tell a lie, even when it was costing her so much in that. In that and you see this in the film. I mean, it's really, I, I've, I've seen the film. I, I had an opportunity to, to, to see a, 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 an early preview of it. And it's, it does a tremendous job of doing this. And, and in, in terms of reaching a comprehension of this, I don't think you ever see that, but Rather than trying to just figure this out, Lucia just gives herself to um, the mother and and uh, and to the mission, and and to spread spread the word and and, and uh, cooperate in those graces. And that that is exactly what it is that we are all called to do. And even though we are all also going to ask ourselves, why would why would Mary choose us? Why would Christ choose us? Why does God choose us? Uh, we are we may never find a, a, a truly satisfactory answer to that, but what we will do is, and what we should do, is to cooperate with that and trust God that that is exactly what is supposed to be happening, and that is what you see in this film, and it's a wonderful film. Joining us now to discuss it is David Carollo, the executive director of the World Apostolate of Fatima. That is Our Lady's Blue Army, and you can go to bluearmy.org, I believe it is, bluearmy.org, to find out more about that. Uh, David, welcome to the show. 
Yeah, hi. Yeah, great to be with you. It's actually BlueArmy.com. BlueArmy.com. You know, half the time I half the time I get it to com and it's wrong. Half the time I say org I and that's wrong. So BlueArmy.com. Yeah. And thank you so it's, much for that, David. Uh, it's still David, the Wild West out there <laughs> with the internet, as we know. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, and you've been a lifelong Blue Army member. You've served on the national board in various capacities, including as president and a member of the international board of the World Apostolate of uh, Fatima. And of course, right. you're you're, you're you know, speaker at Marian conferences, Catholic universities, Fatima Shrine in Portugal. I mean, uh, this is, uh, you are very uh, devoted and dedicated to this mission. Well, yeah, we, we must be. I mean, I guess uh, to say, people say he's an expert. I don't think anybody's a real expert here. <laughs> we're talking about God, and we're talking about things so beyond all of us. But but the Fatima message, I guess, is it, it, it would, to be an expert on the Fatima message, actually, is you just have to have an open heart, because that's really what it's all about. You know, and, and, yes. and, and I, that's what I love about this movie. You know, this movie, uh, it, it, even even if people say, well, it didn't really get strong enough into the message of Fatima. And as, well, what are you doing? Have you ever read a book? And and then you go to see a movie, you're always going to be say, well, where's the rest of it? You know, But what it is, is we ask people, come and see this beautiful movie, and it will give you a real feel about what, what occurred for these people, particularly for Lucia. Because this young girl, I mean, and, and who became who became a nun and lived 88 years after the apparitions. I mean, this was her life, and you can see that the struggles that she went through, and as, as all of us do in life. But but what 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 she went through, and is partly you know about her mother saying, "Were you, you know, why why would you be chosen? Well, why are any of us chosen? You know, if God's allowing me to do this work today, maybe it's because I have so many things in my life that I have to make up for, and He's giving me an opportunity." And I think that's really the way we have to look at it. You know, truly do. I, oh, I do too. And I think the the film does a fabulous job of of showing yeah. that 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 struggle and that submission. You know, that that surrender yeah. to to grace, yeah. and it's really done beautifully. But you know, yeah. it, it does bring up. You know, how are we being chosen? How is God cho- choosing us today? Why would we? Why would God choose us? I mean, these are the the reason why I think this movie is so compelling is because it really touches on those issues and. You know, we we tend to think of, you know, 1917, it was a time of great strife, there was a pandemic, there was a world war. You know, there's great strife today, too. I think that this is, a, this is uh, really relates to what we're going through at the moment. Yeah, yeah, well, think of the parallels, actually. I mean, here we are, you know, three years after the apparitions in Fatima in 1917. What did you have? You had the Spanish flu and that epidemic that wiped out millions of people i mean you know this what we're going through today is nothing compared to that and 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 think of it, it was three years after there and here we are three years after the centennial and i know when this movie first was coming out and you, you said you spoke with dick lyle and of course i've been working with those people for a long time here on this and you know i think there was a little disappointment on the part of some that gee it didn't get out right at the centennial but you know what god has a plan and the other night uh, i was at a pop-up uh uh, uh, you know, a premiere of the movie in uh, in Chicago. It was in the parking lot of Soldier Field. Now I'm a li- I'm in New Jersey, but I'm a lifetime Chicagoan, and I I had a lot of tailgate parties in that same lot where we were watching that movie. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know, it was just it was just a beautiful kind of um, uh, thing. And there were quite and everybody was there. They were all very touched by it. And what they were touched by was in this movie how they brought out the relationship between like Sister Lucia or, or Lucia and her mother. 
and 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 it was just that is really I think the the that is the real gem of this movie. I mean, there's many things about it. I mean, it's it's well done. It tells a story and such. But we're asking people, you go see that movie, and then come to us, come to BlueArmy.com, and let us help you really develop in the Fatima message because that's really what what it is. You know, why does God call any of us? Okay, we are called in many different ways, and is like Lucia's mother could never understand how her daughter could be called like that. Well, you know, can you, I mean, and I don't know why I'm called to do certain things, okay? Uh, who knows? I mean, this is, this is God's mercy being played on us. So I think we, we, we have to look at it like that. Uh, we're speaking with David Carollo, Executive Director of the World Apostolate of Fatima, BlueArmy.com, and taking your calls at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And, you know, another parallel, I think, when you see the movie, maybe it will become apparent uh, to, to people, but the, the pressure that was put on Lucia and, and the other two children in, in, uh, in, this, uh, in that setting, uh, that has parallels to today, too, especially, I think, uh, just in general, sort of a bullying atmosphere, but especially towards religious faith, right? I mean, I think that the, we, see this, uh, we see this more and more when people try to exercise their, their religious faith in the public square, is that they're being told to be quiet, to, to shut up, that it doesn't belong in the public square. Your message offends me, even though, uh, even though it has nothing, you know, it has nothing personally to do with you necessarily. I, I, it's 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 always the church and the message that gets shouted down in these uh, in these times. Yeah, and that's exactly it, Ed, and that's really what, what is so dangerous here. I mean, we're witnessing, really, in this country, what they witnessed in Russia in 1915, what they, you know, what they witnessed prior to the, to the French Revolution. And what is the target always? It's always the church. Okay, because the church is the underpinning of society and of, of culture, let's be realistic. And our Catholic faith, our Christian faith in this country, even our Judeo-Christian faith, if you want to take it out, this is, this is the foundation of society. This is what allows society to operate and function in a normal way. And the, and the attacks on, on everything that, that you know, we believe is, is really what's so scary about this whole thing. People have to realize the attack is on the faith. It's really, you know, that's the bottom line. You can talk about, you know, people of history and their imperfections. And let's be realistic. We're just talking about how, why would God choose you? Well, why would God choose any, or why would any of the, say, the founders of the country, all imperfect people? There's no question about it. You know, all of, we are. We're on earth. I mean, we're all, we're, none of us live up. And, and, but, but that's the whole point. What, what did somebody become? And what did they accomplish, you know, beyond that, beyond their imperfections? And I think, you know, as we look today, we're seeing, we're seeing our, uh, primarily our faith being attacked. And then again, in a culture that it built, and it's very sad because it's scary because it is, uh, you know, we, we just come off of a, of a period of time, or we're actually still in a time of this pandemic, where our access to the faith has been so limited. And isn't it, is it interesting? Is, is, it, is there not a parallel that four months after after the churches are closed down and people are not accessing the sacraments, we've degenerated into violence in this country. It, uh, I think that that's a really great point. I think there's all sorts of, I think there's going to be all sorts of books written about the social implications of, of shutdowns after this. Yeah. I just oh, hope yeah. that it's going to cover that particular aspect of this and, and recognize the, uh, the social good of, of public faith. I'm yes. not. I'm not confident, David Carollo, that that's going to be the case. <laughs> right, but right. I, I certainly am hoping that that is part of the that is part of the conclusions that are drawn when we do the case study of 2020. 
yeah. Well, we have to we have to make that out. We have to bring that out there and, and and show people and remind them and show them what the consequences have been. Okay, so that we don't make these mistakes in the future. Right. I mean, we are, I mean, our biggest attack has been on our First Amendment rights and our, okay, our right to assemble. Okay, that's fine, but primarily to assemble inside of a church. Okay, where you go to worship God. Now, I've been fortunate where we're at because we have an outdoor venue here and we've had our masses daily, getting to mass every day. But as I said, I was in Chicago for a couple of days, and I opted to drive just because I needed to stop some places. And um, uh, I didn't get to Mass, you know, one day or two days, actually, out of that trip. And it breaks my heart, okay, <laughs> because ever since we've been able to go back to Mass, I've made a vow that I'm going to do my very best to receive communion every day because this is the strength that keeps me going, allows me to do this job, and allows me to be a good Catholic and to be a good citizen. This is what people have to see. That, you know, people, when you, when you can get back to church, some have already, but I would say to everybody out there, never miss a day, okay? <laughs> You'll get to Mass and Communion every day that you can. And if we, we will merit enough grace by doing that to turn all of this around, because that's what it's all about. You know, speaking- we have people out there. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, continue your thought. But we have people out there that are, are, just, are just promoting hate and hate and hate. Well, do we respond by hating? If we respond by hating, we're no better than they are, okay? And we're not helping them. But if we respond with love, and I don't mean being a doormat. We have to fight back and fight for our culture and our institutions. There's no doubt about it, Ed. But we also have to stand back and do it out of love for these people, for their souls. Because as members of this apostolate, as, as the children were asked when they saw that horrible vision of hell, you know, are you willing to offer your lives in prayer and reparation so that people will not lose their souls? Okay, well, what are we going to do? If we get mad and hate people for doing what they're doing to us, we're not helping them or ourselves. No. In fact, we are, we are allowing them to succeed. We are allowing yes. the forces, and I, mean, and I want to be very careful about this, we're allowing the forces of hate to succeed. If, if, yes. if that happens. And uh, the, the people who we should be praying for, as, as our Lord uh, instructed, um, will be lost as well. And that is something that we have to absolutely keep in mind. We're speaking with David Carollo, Executive Director of the World Apostolate of Fatima. You can go to bluearmy.com to find out more. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about being consecrated to the Immaculate Heart and the special devotion to Our Lady with David Carollo. I'm Ed Morrissey, filling in for Drew. We'll be right back. This is the Drew Mariani Show. Listen in to the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. I wanted to call and report a miraculous recovery. Where we're here for you. Weeks and weeks with no improvement. Every afternoon at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific. Now he's home. On Relevant Radio. The Relevant Radio toll-free studio line is sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company. Information about their cell phones and monthly plans is available at charitymobile.com. Get caught up on this conversation and all the others by going to the Relevant Radio Archives. Just search for The Drew Mariani Show. It's 50 minutes past the hour. I'm Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com, filling in for Drew Mariani and taking your calls at 888-914-9149 if you'd like to join the conversation with David Corolo, Executive Director of the World Apostolate of Fatima. And you can find out more about that at BlueArmy.com. It's a great conversation we're having. I mean, this is uh, the, the message of Fatima and the, the call of Our Lady is, is, so, um, is so relatable to our times. Uh, and we, we, when we broke off, I wanted to talk a little bit about the consecration to the Immaculate Heart and the special devotion to Our Lady. And there's a, there's a, a number of ways that people go through that process. Uh, and it is not something that you just do and say, well, okay, now I've done that, that's it. I mean, the, the, 
that is a that is a commitment that you are making. You don't take that lightly, especially in times like we have right now. So, how what is the calling today, right now, for all of us uh, in, in these times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red, really. I mean, the calling is for us to be consecrated to Our Lady and consecrated to Her Immaculate Heart. She called for that at Fatima, and and what that is is you're joining into you know her heart, that heart who became like the heart of Jesus, okay? And, you know, she wanted, you know, St. Louis de Montfort really, really articulated this well. We talked about consecration, true devotion to Our Lady. Um, we, have a, we have a blog post. If you go to our website, bluearmy.com, there's a, there's a blog post people should see, Are You an Apostle for These Times? And it's beautiful. And it, it talks about what, 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 he, what he said, you know, we need to become, we ask all of our people in any type of leadership in this organization to Take St. Louis to Montfort's true devotion. We work with the Montfort Fathers a lot, and some of the great, um, uh, just the great resources that we have that they've done in our, you know, our gift shop has all this in our online shop. But, but it, it, it's really um, it's telling you how to live through, with, and in for Mary. Okay, for God, for Christ, through Mary. And how do you best do it? But, but follow the prescriptions that you give everything to her. She cleans it up and brings it to God. Let's be realistic because everything we do is, you know, it's just not quite there. But, but we, we, we give it to her and follow her lead. I mean, you know, we, you know when, when Our Lady appeared at Fatima, like she, when she appears anywhere, what is, you know, she is bringing a glimpse of heaven. Okay, she is bringing the, the beauty of heaven and the beauty of what we need to strive for. Everything we have on this earth is going to pass. We know that. And when, when, we, when we're at that judgment point, you know, did we make this a better place? Did we help other people get there? Or did we leave scandal? You know? I mean, and I think that's what, you know, as, you, as you follow what Our Lady wants and you become more of a reflection of her, you're going to do things, you're going to do things in the proper way. You're going to influence people in the proper way. And I think that's why we have, to, we have to approach these horrible things that are happening right now in our country and in our world with, with that mission in mind, that we need to first reflect her, and by doing so, people will see that. Because, again, you cannot give what you do not have. And once I'm, we have it, we give it. Yeah. And, 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 again, we're speaking with David Carollo, BlueArmy.com. And I'm, actually, I, I was reading the, um, uh, the, the post on St. Louis de Montfort, uh, Are You an Apostle for These Times? And it, it's a really great explication of, of the devotion to Mary and what it means. I mean, really, this is what uh, – it's preparing you for spiritual battle. And this is something yeah. that, uh, that is, I think, really under-taught, under-emphasized, uh, even, among, even among Catholics, I think that the idea of spiritual battle is something that maybe we don't want to hear too much about. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, little, too un, it's a little too discomforting to, to, to think about being in that plane. But, you know, we are both material and spiritual beings. And that spiritual yeah. battle is real. And this is what the, this is what the Holy Mother wants to help us, uh, help us get through. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, wait, we have to say, people say, are we in the, 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 the latter times, the end times? I don't know. I do know that at my age, I'm probably in the latter times of my life. I mean, I'm sure I'm closer to the end than the beginning. So, you know, I have to look at it that way. 
You know, but but you know people people argue that. But we we all live with a, for a finite period on this earth. We must not focus on prophecy as much on how we can make things better because nothing is etched in stone. And that's the whole point. People have to understand the power of prayer, the power of the rosary. It is it is. I mean, after the holy sacrifice of the mass, there's nothing like the rosary. And when you get especially if you if you enter into a period of of you know Eucharistic adoration, praying that rosary, it, it is so efficacious. And you know God answers prayers. We don't think that our prayers are answered. Every prayer is answered. Now, it's not always answered the way we want it to be, okay, or the way we think it should be. But believe me, if we're praying, look at what the rosary has done throughout history. I mean, obviously, the great battle of Lepanto, so many places where where truly, um, you know, uh, I mean, desperate situations were turned around. And they were turned around by the power of the rosary, by the power of Our Lady. The power of Our Lady is immense. I mean, I mean, if you in the, you go to that that the last part of the Secret of Fatima, where where the the angel was bringing down the flaming sword onto the earth in that conflagration of destruction, and it was just Our Lady's arm that went out and stopped it from happening. You know, I mean, it, think of you know, I mean, there's many reasons why God wants to punish the earth, or what doesn't I shouldn't say wants to, but is ready to. And, you know, she is. She asked for mercy for us. Now, you know, but we have to be consecrated to her and help to make it better. So when those terrible times, if that terrible time comes, many souls will be saved. Because that's, that's really what we're responsible for, is to save ourselves first and foremost and then move on and, and, and do what we can to influence not only our loved ones, but anybody out there. And that's what the Fatima message is all about. That's why we ask people to come on, join our apostolate, sign that pledge that our founder worked out with Sister Lucia in 1947 to become a member of that apostolate, you know, to offer your daily sacrifices demanded by your daily duty, to pray your five decades of the rosary daily, to wear the brown scapular, and to move towards the practice of the first Saturday's devotion. And that is that is your consecration. If we fulfill the first Saturday's devotion, as, of course, people know, the you say five consecutive Saturdays, but we ask people to continue after five. And, you know, with all of these initiatives that are going on around election and all of this, you know, I ask everybody, just begin doing the five Saturdays and then continue on after that, whether it extends past an election day or not. Believe me, we're in here for the long haul. We're not here, you know, we hope to bring good people into office every time we, we vote, but there's more to it than that. We're speaking with David Carollo of the World Apostolate of Fatima, BlueArmy.com. Let's go to the phones. Roxanne in Geneva, Illinois. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you Hi, for Roxanne. taking my call. Praise God. Um, I, it's been put on my heart to start the first Saturday, and tomorrow's the first Saturday of the month. But as exactly. I was looking up um, everything, um, it said, you know, to go to confession and be in a state of great and grace and attend Mass. Well, if I go to confession um, in the morning, I miss my morning Mass. Um, so if I go to the vigil Mass, would that count as, as the Mass? I know that they are two different Masses, so I was wondering about that. Well, I, I think actually... The, the 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 request is to re- receive communion on the first Saturday. So yes, people do that. Now, uh, I mean, uh, you know, and God doesn't expect the impossible. You have to do what's practically within your sphere. Okay, it's like for on our website, there's there's a good thing when you go to the information on first Saturday. Um, Deacon Bob Ellis, our national coordinator, put a beautiful article up there, guidelines on what to do during the pandemic when we couldn't get to mass. Okay, well, again, God doesn't expect the impossible. So you follow what you can. You do the best you can within the realm you live. And believe me, I. 
you know, heaven understands. But it's very important. That first Saturday's devotion, believe me, when enough people are practicing the first Saturday devotion, we will see that triumph of the Immaculate Heart. I have no doubt about that. And and there, it's in actually in, in uh, spelled out very clearly at uh, bluearmy.com. Uh, you go to devotions. There's a little drop-down menu, and and it talks about the first Saturday devotion, and it will explain to you the the different ways that you can work around that. So, Roxanne, thank you so much for your for your call. And again, go to bluearmy.com. You're going to find out so much about this. And uh, and and David, the we're out of time, but I just want to thank you so much for being there and being on the front lines at bluearmy.com. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Rick. God bless you. David Carollo, bluearmy.com. Go over there and check that out. It's uh, got all the information that you need to uh, restart your devotion to the Holy Mother. I'm Ed Morrissey, filling in for Drew. The Chaplet of Divine Mercy is next.